0: This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fantasy draft parties. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there lukesicehouse.com at 903 durham drive lukesicehouse.com i can
1: think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now beer beer beer
2: beer beer this is drink of ages on espn 97.5
3: the only show dedicated to craft beer spirits and music here's
2: your host and luminary john denman
3: john denman
0: all right, this is Drink of Ages. I am John Denman. It's your weekly great beer and badass music show. Thanks, to everyone, for tuning in and joining us for another Drink of Ages, brought to you by Sweetwater Brewing Company's 420 Extra Pell-L. Hope everyone has a nice beer in hand. I've got a nice one right now. We'll talk about it shortly. And, man, hopefully you got an extra one or two waiting for you because this show is going to be about an hour or so long, and yeah, you definitely want to make sure you have beer so let's get started with this week's radio show. Uh, but, man, real quick, though, I mean, it's hot. It's hot in here. It's hot. It's hot everywhere right now. I mean, it's, it's I don't know what, what's going on or who lost a bet with uh, Mother Nature because July was nice. Then all of a sudden it just went to, like, majorly desert feeling out there. I mean, it's hot. It's
4: oppressive.
0: Yeah, it's like a wet, hot blanket outside. But uh, one thing that will cool you off is going to be houston funk fest in the air-conditioned firehouse saloon of all places it's going to be over 50 wild farmhouse and sour elves right now we're actually looking at closer to 60 different beers that we're going to bring in journey End is going to be playing dj most is going to be like mixing vinyl up there your favorite funk jams funky cheeses costume contests with some badass prizes by the way so everybody needs to come dressed for this in their favorite little disco get up Tickets are on sale and actually in a limited supply because everyone is a VIP at this event. We're keeping it only to 250 people. If you're a fan of the funky stuff, you will not want to miss this. HoustonFunkFest.com and look for updates on Facebook, Houston Funk Fest. And man, the beer list is out there, but it's growing every single day on what becomes available here. And I'm driving to Dallas to pick up beer. I'm driving to Austin to get beer. A lot of things you don't get in Houston we're going to have. So it's going to be one badass time. So let's get tonight's show. We have from Ballast Point Brewing and Spirits, we have James Brown and Lauren Jones hanging out. Hola. Hello. Que onda? Our music guest tonight is Hayden Jones and a Roosevelt House Band. Man, you guys are going to like them a lot. It's going to kind of take you back a little bit. You might want to pour your little Manhattan whenever they play because they kind of have that little swing, jazzy sound. Maybe an old-fashioned would be good. Kind of like the tour, the Prohibition tour that went on in Galveston last weekend. The Galveston Historic tourist That's a great time. So if anybody has ever been on it, or hasn't been on it, you need to go check it out. Because it's a good time. Go to five different bars. Tell us about the history of Galveston. Prostitution. Gambling. Talks about the buildings. And you have some really badass drinks. So, Well, <laughs> let's do uh, a quick toast to get the show started. Okay. Since I don't think we actually started this yet. I don't think so We didn't. Either.
3: Are you up for a toast? A toast. Salud. Prost. Skulls. Slancha. Salute. Nostrovia. Cheers.
5: It is National IPA Day, as we all know. Yes, it is.
0: So we are going to celebrate the hoppiest of all the beers, the IPA, throughout the whole show. And right now, we are drinking some delicious Ballast Point Sculpin.
5: Oh, my goodness. Last year's gold medal winner, World Beer Cup. No bigs. No big. NBD. KBD. <laughs> kind of big deal. Yeah. It's something that you can
0: hang on the wall, kind of brag about a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean... You know, gold cup, world... So I mean, if, if it was universe, it'd be cooler. I mean, you can oh, taste yeah. the gold medals Is, there, in is there a
4: universe competition for IP?
0: Universal beer cup?
1: <laughs> yeah, Mars won last year.
0: All right, well, let's talk about some ballast point, because you guys are out of the little sunny side of California, Indeed. out of San Diego. We are. Now... You are coming up on the 20 year anniversary for the brewery.
5: Yeah, is it has it been 20 or are we we be that? We started uh, in 96. What's the math on that? 20 something? I don't know.
4: I don't do math in my head, I do beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're
5: well, we a year shy. Well, we started at um, we started in 92 as a homebrew shop. It's called Homebrew Mart. And um, you know, I'm not from California, so I didn't you know, and I'm I was born in 86, but Um, As it's been explained to me, the home brew shop is actually pretty instrumental in forming what we now know of as sort of the the West Coast scene. And uh, there's over 100 breweries in San Diego alone, so they kind of had their craft beer renaissance a little bit before we did out here in Texas. So I think that's why you see such a rich brewing culture. But um, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the home brew mart is really responsible for a lot of that scene and a lot of the brewers that eventually founded breweries they all shopped there they're all friends with our founder Um, there's a really cool old picture that i've seen of chris white from white labs hanging out with jack white and yusuf cherny who are the two founders of our company at pizza port which pizza port is a badass brewery in and of its own so um home brew mart's kind of you know the epicenter of san diego brewing and a few years after that they just decided to start selling the beers they were brewing and that's how Ballast Point got started. It's kind of like like DeFalco's here in Houston, because a lot of the employees
0: have started breweries, work for breweries, yeah. and it's kind of like a little funnel through DeFalco's into to breweries.
4: Yeah, I think it's an in- interesting way to start, you know? What, they started brewing beer in the home brew mart, correct?
5: Right. I think the first batch they ever brewed was actually at Pizza Port, but they were brewing in the back, and, uh, you know, Sculpin didn't come around until 2007, but... Um, the first beer that really got huge out there was our Yellowtail Pale Ale, which is now called Pale Ale, um, and I guess this is breaking news, but we're going to change the name to California Kolsch. So it's called Pale Ale. Um, it's a German Pale Ale, which a Kolsch is, but that confuses people because they think oh, Pale Ale's supposed to be hoppy and, you know, tastes like uh, IPA light, so... I don't know if that's the impetus for the change, but it definitely confuses people. So now it's going to be called California Kolsch.
0: So you've always used a Kolsch yeast then? Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Did not know that. See? Mm-hmm. Having a radio show has its benefits. <laughs> uh, learning <laughs> more about you know? beer.
5: Yeah, that, that beer is super popular in Southern California, but it is, you know, we've our, our local breweries here do a good job with Kolsch, and so it really hasn't found a ton of popularity here. But, you know, obviously St. Arnold's flagship beer is a Kolsch. Love Street's really popular. So we don't sell a lot of uh, yellowtail pale out here, but uh, it's super popular back home.
0: Well, San Diego has a ton of badass breweries, like you are saying, but none of them
5: has seen any success like Ballast Point. Well, I mean, that's debatable, probably. If uh, Freddie Pompa was here, he might, he's the he, stone he rep. Might, he, he might, might object. say a few things. Um, no, I mean, there's been so many successful breweries, but I think that We've gotten really big, really quick. Well, I say really big. We're not that big yet, but we were really, really small not that long ago, like really small. Yeah. And now we're kind of everywhere. Um, Such short success, right? And really, in 2010, we were named like Microbrewery Brewery of the Year by the at GABF, and that sort of put us on the the map in a in a bigger way outside of California. Um, that was the same year Sculpin won gold, and um, so I mean, from there, it's just been sort of unprecedented just growing every year by leaps and bounds and now we're in 30 states and we're trying to get deeper in the states that we're in we could be adding states here and there and and we'll continue to do that but um you know like part of the reason i exist is because they wanted people actually on the ground in texas instead of just adding states just just to add them so um yeah we're we're getting big and we're getting bigger we just finished our new brewery in miramar it's 300,000 barrel capacity and um I mean a few years ago we were it's a, doing a you know, good medium sized brewery. Yeah, I mean we're in the well we're in the <laughs> top thirty of microbreweries. So yeah, I mean it's it's big little, I guess you could say. So
0: Yeah, all right, when we get back we're gonna talk about the other places that you guys have because it's it's not the only brewery and not the only place that you have out there in San Diego. So we'll take a break, we'll get some more of the sculpting and when we get back we'll still talk to Lauren and James from Ballast Point Brewery. So this is a song of
1: ours. This is called The Back Room. And I think it's a nice song. What do you guys think?
5: I like it. I like it too. It's called the background, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, it's like side, right?
1: It's country, but it's also It's kind of a good mix of a lot of the different styles we do. Mm. At least a couple of them. Mm. Certainly not all of them.
3: I'm a big fan. fan. <laughs> MPN, so see. Okay, cool. Don't you don't know what key it says? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> okay, so, anyways, this is the background, and we're going to have an album. Of the... Um, that next album we're recording is going to be named after this song. Ready? Key C. Key B hot. Let's go. Alright. One, two, three.
6: stop sitting outside my own door, I I finally only do what I say, so I find myself just sitting right in the back room, it's just scratch where nobody was, while the other's still sitting right in See that
0: prohibition era beer and cocktails as you learn about the history of the drinks in Galveston's free state period of bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. The tour is every Saturday at 8 p.m. and begins at Drunken Monkeys. The cost is $50 per person, but that includes a tour, drinks, gratuity, and transportation on Galveston's historic tours electric shuttle. Reservations are needed and can be made by calling 409-789-9911. That's GalvestonHistoricTour.com, Historic And also check out their booze cruise they do. Get you around safely by checking out a lot of cool places around Galveston. Again, that's Galveston Historic Core.com. Our friends at Southern Star Brewing Company up in Conroe have a new beer release and to go with their regular badass lineup of tasty brews. Level Up as part of their taproom series and is an India Pale Lager. Using a lager yeast makes it crisp and clean like a lager, but with a hot punch like an IPA. 6% ABV will definitely make this one a summer favorite. Look for it when you're out, or go up to Conroe and have some at the brewery, southernstarbrewing.com.
2: Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a growler, 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and to Go, they fill your growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out
0: and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year,
2: assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is a Growler's Beer and Wine to Go. 1,005 Wall Drive. Houston
0: Funk Fest, August 22nd here at Firehouse Saloon. Over 40 wild farmhouse and sour ales, funk bands, funky cheese, light-up dance floor, and a costume contest. It's going to be a party. We're going to funk it up big time. DJ, plan some of your favorite stuff. Going get out of here. You're going to dance. you get a drink. HoustonFunkFest.com. Tickets are going to go on sale real soon. Houston Funk Fest. Get ready for it.
3: Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages.
0: All right, Drink of Ages, we are back on, and I want to talk real quick about Brewmasters Festival. Head down to Galveston this Labor Day weekend for one of the best beer festivals around. I mean, honestly, it's one of my favorite. Friday night, Pub Crawl, Brew Bash, and Saturday, we started with the Texas Brewery Tasting Tour, then the Brew Ha Grand Tasting, over 400 beers and educational events with the Brew Brains. And somehow, I am a Brew Brain, I think maybe because I drink a lot and my brain might be filled with brew. I don't know how I got on the list, but I am a Brew Brain, and also talked to industry experts, Saturday evening, finish off the fest at Beach Brews and Bands, BrewmastersBeerFest.com. You need to go out there and check it out. It's a badass weekend over at Moody Gardens. So, we are still talking with Lauren and James from Ballast Point Brewing and Spirits. And you were telling me that the first beer that was brewed in production was the Yellowfin.
5: Well, I don't, I don't know that it was the first beer ever. I think our first beer ever was actually a Copper Ale. 1836, what up? Okay. Um, and actually, that's on tap at Hop Scholar in the Woodlands right now. It's a good spot. Uh, yeah, so it's, a, it's like a copper ESB. Um, that might have been our first beer ever, but our first beer that really caught fire, that really put us on the map, was the Yellowtail Pale, which, as we covered last segment, is now going to be called the California Kolsch. California Kolsch. has a ring to it. It does. I mean, yeah. California's cool, right? I- I'm it's trying cool to, to figure to. out,
0: like, like, your labels for all your beer have underwater themes to it. Fish, yeah, it's all nautical. yeah, generally fish, but fish, definitely nautical, nautical. maritime, uh, what have you. The skeletons and yeah, pirate like skeletons.
5: That. Those are actually my favorite. And we can, yeah, actually, the if you want to talk about the labels, we have an artist. His entire job at Ballast Point is to paint badass pictures of fish and pirate skeletons. And uh, I know this is an audio medium, but I'm giving the look uh, the, the team calm here before is, the storm,
0: yeah, which is, is a actually is a really kick-ass label—a cream ale with coffee and vanilla. Yeah, but that's that's actually part of the limited series.
5: Well, it's wh- what's really cool about this beer is um, we have a program called Roots to Boots. It's an employee brewing program where, yeah, take notes, guys. Um, the, em- <laughs> the employees actually get to help write a recipe for a beer, go to our R and D brewery in Little Italy, and actually brew the beer. And this was literally a employee recipe. And um, it's basically a summer version of our uh, coffee vanilla porter, Victory at Sea. So it's a cream ale with coffee and vanilla. We use a local coffee shop in San Diego. I'm sorry I don't remember their name, but no one here really cares probably. Um, <laughs> or we'll ever visit it. But uh, you can actually buy the Victory at Sea beans there, which is pretty sweet. And um, so this actually was just so popular on the uh, wall at our Little Italy location that we voted to create or make it a, a production beer. and. Uh, this is actually not available yet in Texas, in package. It is in draft. I know that Faust just got some, and it should be on places like Noby and Hop Scholar this week. So, uh, but package-wise, these are the only two bottles in the Houston area which we're about to drink.
4: And this has happened before, right? Dorado was Dorado, one that came out of the series.
5: I don't. I don't. I think this is the only beer that's ever been an employee recipe. Uh, there are some beers that have come out of our. Our research and development brewery, mm-hmm. um, but this is the only one that the employees actually created that was freaking great and yeah. well, like beer.
0: Victory at Sea, we get that here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's on that's in draft
5: and in bottles, and that's part of the same series. Uh, well, it, it wasn't created by employees, but it but it uh, probably started as I don't know exactly how that one started. A lot of them start as homebrew recipes. A lot of our we have a internal homebrew competition, and some of our beers come out of that. Grunion came out of that. That's a pale ale. Won gold last year at JBF. And um,
4: I think
5: that's what I was thinking. Yeah, about. that's a yeah. Grunion's available in, in Texas as well now in package and draft. It's a badass like tropical fruity hoppy 5.5 percent beer. Mosaic Citra Calypso. It's kind of cheating if you use Mosaic because it's just too good. Um, it, but, it's a great hop. But uh, anyway, so that's a badass beer, and uh, that also was a that was a homebrew recipe that uh, we entered at GABF and it won. So now it's a beer.
0: Well, so let's talk about what we're drinking at the moment. And IPA, just to help celebrate the hoppiness goodness of IPA, this mm-hmm. is Sculpin and Grapefruit Sculpin. Sculpin came here first to Texas. When, when actually, 2012, 2013 is when you guys started in Texas, 2012
5: right? in, in Dallas is where we landed first. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if by the time we got to Houston, it was 2013 or not, but around that time.
4: I think it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, and... So we started out with some Sculpin, but now we have some grapefruit Sculpin. We do. And yeah. so tell us about that beer a little bit because it it's just one that this is it's an amazing beer. So yeah, that beer is a monster
5: and it's it's starting to cannibalize Sculpin in a way because it's been so popular. And what's great about it is most fruit beers are you know, quote-unquote fruit beers, they're shandies, they're they're blondes, they're they're not full-blown IPAs, but grapefruit Sculpin is actually Sculpin. We basically just zest it with pulp and rind to give it like this nice little accent. So if you're familiar with Sculpin, which I know you are, John, because you have beer on the brain, um, it's uh, it's already a very citrusy IPA to begin with. It's tropical. It has grapefruit notes to it. So the grapefruit Sculpin just sort of highlights that citrus note. It's not overbearing. It's not over the top. And I think it surprises a lot of people when they try it uh, that it's basically it's, it's kind of like just Sculpin with just a little extra grapefruit.
0: But it doesn't quite have the hot bite as a regular Sculpin. So it's a little more mellow for some people that are like, "Eh, I don't drink IPAs.
5: But this one... But honestly, Sculpin itself is like a gateway IPA. Like I can't tell you how many people I've tasted in grocery stores, like moms that are like, I hate IPAs. Don't make me take this. I do not want to try it. Yeah, I'm always... Look, if you go to Central Market for a tasting, you're going to run into some hot moms. That's why I do tastings there. Oh, my
4: gosh. And...
5: um, (laughs) And they don't want it, They don't think they like IPAs until they try Sculpin, Amazing. but it's just so well balanced that it's really doesn't have that like overly multi bitter IPA. Which for hopheads, I know a lot of people that prefer Big Eye or other IPA to Sculpin because it has that mm-hmm. that imbalance. But Sculpin is is um, just really easy drinking IPA. It's 70 IBUs, but it really doesn't drink like it.
0: Yeah, your Dorado, your big double IPA. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good...
5: Yeah, now that, that's 90 IBUs. It's 10%.
0: But it's 10%, so you right. don't get that big hop bite right. as much, but it's a great beer.
5: Yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic beer. I think that's 94 rate on uh, Beer Advocate. And one thing that's cool about that, which we also do this with Sculpin, is we actually hop it at three different stages. Sculpin's hopped like five different times, but Dorado specifically is hopped uh, during the mash, during the boil, and dry hopped at the end, which is kind of unique
0: man i was thinking like 2 plus triple hop just i mean there there's a slogan in there for that <laughs> uh, you know triple hop brew plus 2 well uh, it would probably we do well probably trademark that john yeah no it's really good uh, dead ringer your october fest you guys should be brewing or it should be in the fermenters now right yeah
5: it's 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 being brewed right now um we have two October beers coming out, Dead Ringer's one of them uh, Pumpkin Down's the other, it's our Scotch Ale Piper Down, but we've added hundred, literally hundreds of pounds of, of real pumpkin to it, and those beers are, you know, the Houston area is gonna get quite a lot of that, thanks to F- Faust Distributing, because um, they always pony up and get everything we make you're, you're. and um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we've got that coming, they'll probably order that in the next couple of weeks and it'll get here the end of the month, mid-month we're trying to get it here before labor day basically so we'll have you yeah, dead ringer and pumpkin down in six pack bottles and draft
0: yeah sounds sounds delicious yeah so the back to the breweries a little bit because you guys have what four
5: locations now in san diego we do yeah so we we kept the home brew mart which we talked about earlier and that we still have that location if you see old pictures of it it looks like the sparest little i guess we can cuss because it's a podcast but it's the dumpiest little place in the world no offense to Jack White, the founder of our company. It, it was beautiful for its time, but now that cussing was was bad. Please it, it, don't it, repeat that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I I withheld the cussing. <laughs> I don't appreciate um, the language. <laughs> but uh, so we kept that, and now it's beautiful. There's a tap room there, and it, it looks state of the art. We've expanded into you know other. It, it, it's in a strip mall, basically, and we just kept taking over our neighbors, and um, so we have that location. Then we built. The Scripps Ranch location, uh, which is where our distillery is at. And I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And then we built a tasting room in Little Italy, which is also a restaurant. And we built a, um, a, the new production facility in Miramar. So we have all four locations. And, um, you know, we're looking to, d- to do some more. So that's all I can say about that. But I feel like the
0: homebrew shop is doing uh, – yeah, it's always done well. But ever since the ballast point, by ballast point, went underneath the sign – I bet it's
5: done even better. That may be the case. I I don't really know. I haven't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not privy to those numbers, if you will. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's packed every day. And when they do stuff like Victory at Sea Day, or so like today is is um, National IPA Day, and we think we're cool because we have Sculpin and Grapefruit Sculpin. They've got like 22 versions of Sculpin right now at the Homebrew Mart. Mango Sculpin, Pineapple Sculpin, Coffee Sculpin. You know, you name it. They basically make it. And so, um, it's. You know, Homebrew Mart is, yeah, on a day like this, I guarantee you it's a line out the door and down the street. Well, I like the sound of all of them, but I've tasted the
0: habanero sculpin, and that's the one that, you know.
4: You just can't handle it.
0: Yeah, it's not that I can't handle it. It's just, I don't know if that's what I feel like drinking a lot of, but we're going to take a quick break because we are all running out of beer. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the spirits from Ballast Point Brewery and Drink of Age. We'll be right back. So
1: this is a tune of ours called, I'm not who it was yesterday, or I ain't Who was yesterday.
6: I... Myself today, I am not. Who
2: Wednesday is happening at Rudyard's Pub. Doors open at 7 and music goes from 7.30 to 11. Free entry from 7 to 8. $5 cover after that. Music to Two Step and Wads from some of Houston's finest pickers and pedal steel sliders from the 1930s through the 80s. Artists include Bob Wills, Ray Price, Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, Tammy Wynette, Lepter Frizzle, and many more. And no miss Chef Joe's Beer Dinner the last Thursday of the month. Rudyardspub.com to get more info.
3: Free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com.
0: Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fantasy draft party. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there lukesicehouse.com at 903 Durham Drive lukesicehouse.com Alright, Drink of Ages we are back on and we're still talking with Ballast Point Brewing and Spirits Lauren and James and so we're talking Spirits now but uh, actually let me backtrack a little bit because we did open up a bottle of Calm Before the Storm Cream Ale with coffee and vanilla
5: well, Your thoughts, John?
0: I, I will. I will tell you, man Hold on, let me get some more real quick <laughs>
5: <laughs> i'm on like the beer dork like appearance aroma
0: well unfortunately Taste. i don't know that definition i can just tell you that it's pretty damn tasty
5: so that's where i that's about where I, it, i'm it, at it, as well
0: yeah i mean you get such a light beer with a lot of flavor
5: yeah it's uh it's basically our our summer victory at sea if you will so victory at sea is a vanilla coffee porter it's 10 percent. it's an imperial it's heavy it's huge This is it sort of smells like that beer tastes like that beer but it's a Pilsner it's 5% or it's not a it's a cream ale I'm sorry it looks it it has the same appearance as as like a Pilsner would it's like golden
0: no it's it's really good and hopefully we get this in Texas pretty soon
5: yeah it's here Team Buffalo Bayou what did you think
0: oh it was delicious I um,
2: thoroughly enjoyed the coffee
5: can we get some like dorky beer knowledge
2: yeah definitely a little bit of a wake up call
5: oh wow I like that good good job guys good job we should put that on the bottle Mm-hmm.
0: Well, with a little bit of coffee and moving into the third segment of the show is always probably a good idea, and especially since we're about to talk about spirits. And the table in front of me, <laughs> actually in between us, we have a lot of bottles.
4: It's about to get crunk, John.
0: It's about to get about to get just disastrous.
5: The hard stuff.
0: Disastrous might be the word. Yeah. But um, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work out well for the show.
4: <laughs> and
0: this is it usually does. <laughs> this is where we just give up. Yeah. But
5: off mic. Let's talk but about the spirits. this is important. Spirits. It's important,
4: okay? This is not from just here about... On out, everything is
5: off
0: record. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all off record from now on because we're switching to the actual spirits and rum, moonshine, whiskey, vodkas. Gin. Gin.
4: <laughs> Herbal liqueur.
0: So when did Ballast Point start distilling?
4: Ballast Point actually started distilling in 2008. So they've actually been at this for quite some time.
0: Well, I mean, what, what exactly made them want to switch or, or add this to their portfolio? You know, from,
4: from what I understand, and James might be able to elaborate on this a little bit, one of, uh, one of the founders just got an itch. He just wanted to distill. And he approached his partner and said, Hey, I want to do this. Can I do it? And his partner said, Sure, you can't spend any money though. Yeah. And I think he said, What, you can, you can have 10 bucks? So he took a fermenter turned it upside down, fashioned a gin hat on it, and started to experiment. And that's basically yeah. how their distilling process started. And to this day, where it began is is really inside of Scripps Ranch, and it's a 10 by 10 gated off little section of the brewery. Everything that they're doing is incorporating the beer, because everything they're doing is coming from the brew house. The mash for everything is going straight into the distillery. There are malts being used for coloring um so it's really it's really interesting i I don't really think anybody else is doing that i mean i know that there's a lot of breweries that are distilling but they've practiced quite a bit we didn't get access to this until what august i believe so it's been about a year that we've had the spirits in texas um so it's pretty new pretty new to the market and we're just trying to get it out there and let people know this is some really high quality stuff
5: in fact we've been named distillery of the year two years in a row in california Mm -hmm. so it's really impressive what they're doing um you know i was a little skeptical myself when i first heard what we were doing spirits but uh honestly we're not doing any of these like we're not doing like hopped gin or hopped vodka not there's anything wrong with that but the uh, spirits really stand on their own they're we're just trying to have a good distillery and you know the the spirits are pretty separate from the brewery, other than the fact that they're made by Ballast Point.
0: Well, one one good thing about it, the the, the brewery and the distillery working together is that you have your own barrels to age your beers
5: in. That's that's, that's correct. That's, that's it's it's, that's it's a perfect marriage, really, because we we use the the brewer's malt and the brewer's yeast, and then on, in turn, when we're done with the barrels, we can barrel age our beers. Which hasn't we we honestly haven't done that much of it yet because our um like our whiskeys are only we're at like four years on our on our single malt and our bourbon so we're using for the time being we're using um i going to say like four roses maybe like whatever we can get but you're right once once we have enough of a supply then we'll just throw our throw our beers in it
0: all right so what we're looking at now i mean three sheets is your rum correct It's your rum brand. And you have your aged rum and just your normal tasty rum. We
4: have, you know, a white, which is um, pure cane sugar, it's not a molasses rum. We have a barrel aged rum, and we have a spiced rum.
0: Then you have the is it fugu?
4: Fugu vodka, yes. Fugu vodka. Fugu vodka. Which
0: has a lot of variety.
4: It has quite a bit of variety. They call it the taco shop series. Um, which they based off of a lot of the flavors that come off of the taco shops in San Diego. Um, they wanted to really stick to natural ingredients, natural flavors. Most flavored vodkas, as I'm sure everybody knows, um, they use chemicals t- to create those flavors. Um, they really wanted to stick to something natural. So you're talking about the habanero vodka is, you know, just... Basically infused vodka. It's 50 pounds of habanero peppers in each in each barrel. They make actual horchata, actual hibiscus tea for the humica, and they use that to proof the vodka. So that keeps it at 80 proof. Uh, so it's really strong, but it's really delicious.
0: Then the double share, and uh, now there's another distillery out there talking about double share. Was there any conflict with that?
5: I don't think there's a conflict, but... Yeah, so basically the angel share is like what evaporates out of the barrel when you're letting your whiskey age. Yeah,
4: I think it's Devil's Cut. Yeah, and then devil's devil, yeah, Devil's Cut. There I don't you know if go. it's like
5: Jack Daniels or Jack something, Daniels. but... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess we hopped on Devil's Share before somebody else did. So I like your know.
0: label a whole lot better anyways. And I bet you it probably tastes better as well.
5: <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> does. So that's our moonshine that you're holding, which is... um. We do have a single malt whiskey and a bourbon whiskey, but they're a really small batch right now. Um, you definitely don't want to fill a bunch of barrels with whiskey and um, find out eight years later that it tastes like s so um, you know so you do you start small and um, we're at four years now with our single malt and our bourbon um, but the moonshine's readily available that comes right off the still and it's what 98.6 proof. Easy, really strong easy
0: summer drinking.
5: Yeah, but honestly, it's, it's the smoothest moonshine. I guess we'll taste it here in a little bit because we're on the rum now. But the, uh, the moonshine is really, really delicate. It's, it's not like moonshines you've had in the past. They're sort of intentionally bad.
0: <laughs> it tastes like moonshine. The first right. time I had moonshine, honestly, I was like 20 years old, and this guy broke it out in the mason jar, the whole thing. I was like, man, that looks exciting. Yeah. But it tasted like glue. Right. It like was glue. awful. <laughs> it, it was the most horrible thing. And I really thought
5: that I would, well, I would go blind from right. drinking it. Well I mean really Moonshine Moonshine is white whiskey, so it's it's Moonshine
4: is typically a revenue maker. People make moonshine to make money, to buy barrels, to make whiskey. But this moonshine was intentional and there's a lot of art behind it.
5: But moonshine aside, it looks like we're passing around the three sheets barrel aged rum.
0: And let me tell you, I I love rum. Rum is probably my favorite spirit.
4: Well then you I I think you'll like this stuff too.
0: It's part of the reason why it's the first one I grabbed. Maybe so, maybe so.
2: This is good. This I guess this really calls good. for a second
5: toast. Yeah. A second toast. Yeah. Oh, Lord yeah. What are we cheersing? Cheer-
4: cheers, to dis- cheers to the
5: toast. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: cheers to, to distilling. I,
5: Wait, yeah. I have a really good toast. Do you want, do you want to do this? Okay. Yes, let's do it. Do it. So this is, it. It. is from a song by the great Tom T. Hall. Oh, boy. Here's to faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, and more money.
0: Cheers. 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 Yeah, that is... That is really good
5: so that's really smooth so again Lauren mentioned it, but our our white rum is distilled from cane sugar rather than molasses, which is unique in the rum world and uh, like if you smell the white rum, I think it's on the table somewhere it's like very vanilla, very delicate um, it's it's really nice, and so that's the rum we take and we barrel age for three years in a virgin American oak that's been heavily charred we basically treat it like we would treat bourbon, and that's why that that uh, barrel age rum we just tasted actually. Probably reminds you a lot more of bourbon than it does rum.
4: It's got a, yeah, it it takes on that character, which makes it very, very interesting in any whiskey or bourbon cocktail that pure cane sugar sort of lingers and creates something new in a whiskey cocktail.
0: That is tasty. That is good. But I will be honest with you, not as good as the other one. Is uh, the barrel age, as the barrel age, that I mean, this one has a good little burn to it, which I like. I do like it, but mm-hmm. that barrel age is still phenomenal.
4: Yeah, I well, think the, the barrel, barrel age st- stands alone. You could sip that. Yes, that's, that's a beer back. You know, the the white is meant to be mixed.
0: Very tasty stuff. All right, let's. Um,
4: Maybe we should do the spiced if we're if we're just on the rum right the now. Spice? All right. Since you love rum.
0: All right, while we're drinking some rum, let's go ahead and taste the spiced rum, real quick. Where to go it's right in front of you
4: Oh, i'm running out of room
5: and yeah, the spice rum is great again that's the white rum and it's steeped in what, like seven spices i think it's most notably you're gonna get um ginger nutmeg black pepper vanilla we use madagascar vanilla which is the most expensive vanilla in the world
4: it is if you try to go to specs and buy a little little tube of madagascar vanilla beans i think it's 15 dollars. but it's worth it so imagine you've got about what 50 pounds of that in one barrel of spice round sure
5: how what the poundage is but it's a lot i like to say 50 yeah, i mean pounds. that's definitely when, sound, you, when you smell awesome. it oh, sounds awesome when you smell it you you really it's hit the 50 vanilla pounds just hit you
2: 150 that what? poundage
4: Sounds good. To
5: and me. John, it smells really, really sweet, but you don't. It doesn't really finish really sweet. So no, not at all. The yeah. nose is
4: very different than the. Yeah, and it finishes well. really quick mm-hmm.
5: too. Mm-hmm. So, quick shout out to our friends up at Lalo. It's yes. the coolest and only tiki bar in Houston, North Maine. Our boy Russell, I went in to sell him these rums, and he already had them on the show. Yeah,
4: shelf. He, we, we went in, <laughs> like we got this rum, and it was already there. So.
5: Now, yeah. Lalo is uh, one hell of a spot. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great. He
4: knows, he knows his tiki. He knows his rum. And Baliswain is huge into the tiki culture up in San Diego. Yeah, it's a little cultish. They take it very seriously.
5: Fezzes everywhere.
4: They dress up. So their rum is very important to them.
0: Uh, we're going to take, uh, take another break. Appreciate you guys coming on.
4: Take, well, Lauren, thanks you for having us.
0: Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, especially bringing the grapefruit Sculpin, the regular Sculpin, and this big variety
5: well, hey, happy uh, IPA Day, everybody. Yeah,
0: happy Cheers. IPA happy day.
4: Happy day. I
0: think I might put some of that habanero vodka in one of the sculpins and let's just see what that tastes like. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the band and we're going to do our best to not sound like we just drink that. <laughs> all right,
5: right, three days. we'll be right back. Hey guys, David Graham here from Carbock Brewing, inviting you to check out the brewery after our recent expansion. We're now open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday 11 to 10 p.m. and Sunday noon to 10 p.m. For more information on tour times and, of course, delicious food, visit our website at www.carbockbrewing.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Carbach Brewing. Cheers!
2: for your branded merchandise. Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out, at cashbranding.com. All
0: right, Drink of Ages, we are back on in the studio. We do have Hayden Jones and a Roosevelt house band. What's going on, everybody? It's- Oh, not much. That's Far House Saloon. Hanging out. Yeah, we have Hayden, Amy, Jeremy, Andrew, Julian, and Aaron all sitting around with a bunch of instruments. Aaron? Mine is Aaron. Mine Where's Aaron? Aaron and Andrew. Andrew. He might be here with us. In spirit,
1: but... Yeah? No. The only Jonathan, Jeremy, Julian, Amy, and myself are
0: here. but Then you need to update the Facebook page. Because... Oh, they're in
1: the band, but this is only half the band.
0: Oh, uh, okay. We okay. Have a bigger band. Yeah. Much bigger than this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, way bigger. Well, Planet Firehouse.
4: Until we as many people we could.
0: Yeah. You brought five. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> we actually just <laughs> recruited all of them. Yeah, coming up. Well, yeah, I mean, at least you recruited people that can play the instruments that you wanted to play. Uh, they're all right. <laughs> oh, wow.
6: I'm sorry. I know, I, know. I know. I'm sorry. No, hey, they are. All, all right, that's too. okay. We'll, we'll um, right, no, they we'll are.
1: They are fun. permanent or active members in the in mm. the yeah. Roosevelt House band.
0: Maybe. Well, yeah. Let's talk about. Um, I mean, you guys are. Who lives in Sugarland? I, I, is uh, that well, the band? It's funny because a lot of the members f- uh, in the band are from
1: Sugarland. Um, some of the core ones: Julian is from Sugarland, Jeremy's from Sugarland, um, Amy is from Sugarland. I'm. I, we're all from Sugarland. Us four. Four out of five. And uh, me and Amy Island. have left the suburbs,
0: but Jeremy and Julian are uh, still there. In the suburbs. Still in the suburbs. Hey, you right. know what though? Of all the suburbs, Sugarland is pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. They got I the mean, town center. They got you that get, going. Yeah, Guru Burgers. Yeah, Guru Burgers. Ooh. That's true. And, and that that alone right there makes me want to move to Sugarland. Right. That's the only reason they live there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> For some Guru Burgers. The JJ White, a burger, or <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's called, it's good. But uh, man, so how'd you guys come up with this type of music? That that the whenever, because this not like a normal sound from anybody else that's playing music Mm -hmm. around Houston. And you guys come with this little old style. Uh-huh. A little sitting Um, bag. Back to like the Prohibition days. I want to listen to this stuff. Hmm. We just like the kinds of music and
1: it kind of subconsciously influences us um, or consciously too. So we just really enjoy the the music of uh, a lot of the early... 20th century stuff yeah. and um, definitely in- influences us but we also like all types of music 60s music 50s music two, uh, 2040 music that hasn't even that hasn't
0: even hit yet but it hasn't we're hit yet it. but you're a big fan <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> see I was I was a bigger fan of the 2030s but the, it's okay not my favorite but. yeah no <laughs> no man that's badass though because um is you're the only band that i know of that's playing this type of music around us mm-hmm. around houston area right now so it's pretty badass that you guys have not only such a unique sound but it sounds really polished like you've been playing it for a long time oh thank yeah. you we have yes <laughs> <he has>, uh, <laughs> haven't well not together anyways no right? no no because the debut album the, Julian, is, um
1: julian's been playing for quite some time he he His mother gave him a violin when he was an infant, and he started playing it like a cello. Right, right from the very beginning. Right. And so he just had to get a... Once he was three, he got a viola, and eventually he got a
0: cello. He he grew into his cello. I grew into it. It's a part of me now. Hey, we're all proud of you, (laughs) by the way, and what you've accomplished. But you have you guys have saxophones. I mean, you have violins. You have cellos. You have guitar. You have harmonicas. You got mm-hmm. great singing going on. I mean, there, there's a lot involved. And don't yeah, I, I can't forget about that bass about that guitar that bass. because it's that, it's that's about what that bass. that's actually. About that bass. Well, the bass guitar is what actually holds the music together. Oh, it's, it's like the, the sour cream and the, and the fajita right. taco. So it's I mean, it glue. holds it all together. All, all together. And it's not all just Elmer's. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel too. Whoa. But like, like <laughs> I like sweet cream. But okay, sweet cream better <laughs> on not, not on tacos. On snow cones, yes, Whoa. that's always good. So the debut album, you guys are working on that right now, right? When is that, when, the, when can we the, look for that?
1: The it'll be ready for the public. We'll probably release it late fall, perhaps winter. But we are putting a lot of work into it. And we're trying to make it a uh, um, an awesome album to represent the band as the best as possible. So this year. This year. This right. year is going
0: to happen. Yes. All right. That's well. the goal. You know who knows. So how's the songwriting and uh, the recording and all that coming along right now? Well, the songs are
1: all all written. Um, we're more so just arranging. Orchestrating. So orchestrating. Julian is is. Probably the most gifted in the band, as far as like coming up with all these string. He he's, he came he came up with this, uh, some string arrangements for the band, and that's kind of his expertise. Um, so that's what we've been working yeah. on and uh, getting getting the arrangements. It's there, there's almost we almost have too many songs. You can never have too many songs, but it's almost overwhelming because um, we have about one hundred fifty songs that I've written, and so we had to choose between those. And um, so the songs are there. It's just arranging and, and we're it uh, trying together. to get trying to schedule scheduling is is tough when you have you know like 10 eight ten people, <laughs> 10, people.
0: Yeah. ten people in a band yeah because yeah. uh, at this point everybody still has a job
1: right yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, so early so in the it career it could
0: be a little rough right I understand well you guys every Wednesday night you guys play at the Museum District Bistro and Lounge right right yeah right here in Houston so. oh yeah. It's a good little show so everybody can come out and watch you guys play live it's a great place yeah all right well hayden jones music h-a-y-d-e-n jones music.com right and i mean you can listen to your stuff on uh, a lot of different ways uh, right right from the website you can yeah. listen to a lot of the music. there's some recordings
1: on the website there's a lot of recordings on
0: reverb nation
1: um, we just went with reverb nation instead of like i don't know Bandcamp and all those and have a lot of the recordings on there. It's a yeah, the discography kind of of all of our rough recordings. is a lot on Reverb Nation.
0: Well, man, I, I really like you guys' music. It's great. Thank you. It's it's a different style than what we actually hear at Firehouse and what we're used to listening to. And not only that, just all around Houston. So I, I like the fresh little old style that you guys are bringing to the scene here. It's pretty badass. Thank
1: you. Thank you. it's for you guys
0: yeah all right well let's thank everybody that came on James Brown Lauren Jones from Ballast Point Brewing and Spirits and of course our music guests still sit in the studio Hayden Jones and the Roosevelt house band appreciate you guys coming by
1: thanks man thank you uh, yeah. been a pleasure
0: all right next week's show we're gonna have Josh Samples from Green Flash Brewing coming on and our music guest is two-ton folk you can listen to the podcast sponsored by our good friends over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company by going to and definitely get out there and get some of that sweet water 420. It's a good beer. We'll be back next week live from Firehouse Saloon on Badlands Radio on ESPN 97.5. Go Astros. Go Astros. I don't even know what I just said. I think I said (laughs) Astro-mos. 1st rows. Go 1st rows. uh, The Rockets. They're not the last anymore, man. Man, I can't wait for basketball season. I I thought it was the Rockets. Yeah, nope. What's the
1: Rockets?
0: It's the basketball team. Oh Go Astros. Go Dynamo. Get your Houston Funk Fest tickets. We'll talk to everybody next week. Let's listen to some badass music.
4: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft
3: beer industry and your local homebrew supply store.